fundamentally, there has been a shift over the past decade at least. What I've experienced is customers are now looking for more than just a solution. So you may have the best solution out there, but if your service and your, your value add is limited, customers are now looking at that. It's not just about the software. And that's where the shift is. And, you know, they're looking for someone to partner with effectively. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group, and we are specialist payroll recruiters. And whether or not you're listening to this for the first time or the hundredth time, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to every single episode. Believe it or not, we had over 2,000 people that tuned in to the last Payroll Podcast with Kate Upcraft. And I have to say that confidently, together, by listening, by subscribing, by sharing this podcast, we are all working collectively to raise the profile of payroll globally. And I'm going to continue that concept today because I'm not sure if you caught it, but in the recent episode of Payroll Professional Magazine, I wrote an article all about the different pathways that are now available to payroll professionals. And I have to say one of those, as a result of the evolution of the payroll sector, there's over 60 pathways we identified, but one of those was in customer success. So knowing today's guest, who was already a fan of the Peril Podcast show, I decided with pretty much short notice to invite him onto the show today because he is a customer success expert. And he's going to tell us all about why this payroll pathway has become so popular. Uh, so without further ado, I should probably say welcome Darren Richards, Senior Customer Success Manager at Staff Circle. Uh, Darren does possess over 12 years experience in customer success, and he's really seen the rise of the customer su- success manager come to the fore. He's seen it evolve in front of him. So we're going to find out more about the new payroll buzzword of customer success. And as I'll speak on your behalf here, Darren, as an agent of change yourself, I know that you are someone who's 100% focused on proactively seeking and implementing continuous improvement plans that help client relationships to blossom. It's something that's really important for us as recruiters. It's really important for suppliers, whether you are delivering services or software. So without further ado, welcome, Darren, to the show. How are you feeling today? Thanks, Nick. It's great to be here. Uh, As we've discussed, a bit apprehensive. This is my first podcast, but looking forward to it. I can't wait. I see you're a massive Star Wars fan. So for those that are listening to this, you can't see it. But behind Darren, we've got a backdrop here of some of the most amazing Star Wars memorabilia, Uh, maybe for another show. But it's uh, it's certainly very, very impressive for those that are able to watch this on YouTube or any other medium. Let's get started then. Before we jump into the world of customer success, this is something that you're going to see from a slightly different angle. So what does the word payroll mean to you? Interesting point. And I guess the best example I, I can give is, let's go back before 12 years ago, payroll wasn't a word I was familiar with. I was like probably 90, 99% of the UK, I got paid. I didn't yep. check a pay slip. I didn't worry about my pay, my pay. I got paid on time and that's all that mattered. It was only when I started my career that I actually started realizing you know, how significant a function payroll is. Fundamentally, it's the basis of any business, you know, from the engagements and the customer experiences I've seen over my time. It's it's one of those functions that's assumed is always going to be there. It always produces payroll accurately. It produces it timely uh, and it's taken as a given. So my adoption into into the world of payroll was was quite significant. I spent the first six months learning about payroll and coming from the position of zero. It was it was massive. You know, I quite 
payroll to nuclear physics in some instances <laughs> because the people who do payroll, they're constantly changing the environment. It changes, you know, almost twice a year. And the, the, the legislation, I, what I learned the service. So my introduction to payroll was significant and I was supporting payroll. So coming from that position where I looked at payslip probably once in a lifetime, and it was only when I didn't get a salary increase that I yeah. noticed actually I've, I've been missing a salary increase for six months. So that was my adoption into payroll. But I think fundamentally it is, you know, it's, it's probably the most significant part of any business because if you don't pay your employees, you don't have employees. Now, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, you're not alone either, Darren, in thinking that actually payroll comes to the fore when you find there's something wrong with the payslip if you're from the employee perspective. And therefore, yeah. you, if it's going well, it actually means your payroll department's doing a fantastic job and you've never yeah. had to think about it in that concept, but it's changed for you. So before we jump into you know, how customer success has changed and what that really means now in the world of payroll. Tell the listeners a little bit more about what you currently do, uh, how you got there, the company that you, that you work for. So currently, I'm a senior customer success manager at a company called Staff Circle. So Staff Circle is a slight departure from payroll for me. It's um, it's an all-in-one comms and culture and performance management platform. So I've had experience of HCM over 12 years. And when we say HCM, it's a, it's a fairly large sort of group. So yeah. it's payroll. HR, performance management, LMS, time and attendance. So from this perspective, it's it's a, it's a slight diverge for me, but fundamentally that's what we specialize in. Um, we create consistent connections and processes between management because fundamentally one of the things that came out, obviously, as a result of the pandemic is the disconnect between working remotely and being managed remotely. Um, and that's where Staff Circle looks to bridge that gap. So I've been with the business just over six months now and so far so good. But my overall tenure, you know, I've spent a number of years with ADP, NJHR, now Zealous in the UK, yeah, and more yeah. recently Ceridian. Fantastic. So for those that, I mean, that really, uh, uh, I guess, anchors your experience there. Some of the three, probably the th- three, if not the major, major payroll service providers in the UK. So you've, you've really seen it from the coalface, which is excellent. So to bring this new payroll pathway to life then, tell us a little bit more about what exactly customer success is because for those not familiar, I know this is absolutely true, particularly post-pandemic. As a recruiter, we've secured more payroll customer success-based roles than we ever have done before. So it's definitely been a real meteoric rise post-pandemic in this field. I know it's existed before because you've got 12 years track record in, in, in that in that space. But for the world of payroll, bring it to life for us. What does it mean? Sure. And it's an interesting question fundamentally because customer success, the term is relatively new. However, the function, I will say, has been around for a quite a number of years because I've done it. Um, Historically, it's been known as a service delivery manager or even an account manager, where we were effectively a one-stop shop for our customers, our payroll customers in in particular, with a focus on the operational side. So fundamentally, the the payroll managed service in particular, supporting the payroll managed service team. Um, And, you know, it's after the sales process has been completed and after the customer is implemented. So we support the payroll teams. We're effectively the voice of the customer in the business. So we facilitate all the customer-facing engagements, whether that's reviews, change management, legislation compliance and updates and training and, you know, issue escalation. And as you say, Nick, the one thing about payroll, you know payroll's going great when, you you know, there's no problems reported. Absolutely right, yeah. Uh, But we know the reality. As much as we try, you know, payroll does occasionally go wrong, but we do have service reviews we have kpis which measure that for our customers and that's where the service delivery manager historically managed that relationship and we were the face and the voice to that customer i think for me it's interesting i've seen a clear separation between what is classed as sort of sales-based account management versus the operational support after go live 
And that for me is where the rise of the customer success has fundamentally come in because businesses are now focusing on the retention aspects of your customer base. And I think as CSMs, ultimately, you know, we're here to support the customers to achieve their success. Um, it's all about what they've desired in terms of outcome, you know, while they're using the payroll products and service. And customer success is relationship focused. And that's the key bit. It's not a sales role. It's not an implementation role. It's about maintaining that customer relationship because fundamentally, they have a managed payroll service, but they're processing the payroll. That's where their focus is. So what's, a, you know, historically the service delivery role was, was to manage that relationship with the customer so that if there were any issues or there were reviews that were contracted, that's where we would step in and support the payroll teams. Obviously, heavily relying on what the payroll teams produced and working closely sure. with them, um, but fundamentally managing that relationship, making sure the customer achieves their goals during that contracted term. Because let's be honest, payroll teams, you know, and customers, they still have goals they need to achieve over a period. And there's also that continuous improvement aspect. You know, it's the one thing we see on LinkedIn every day, which is the fact that we do what we do because we've always done it that way. Yeah, and it's about challenging that because, like, as I said earlier. You know, payroll is a constantly changing environment and there's not many environments where you have to make changes, you know, at least once a year, potentially twice a year, depending on, you know, the climate. And let's be honest, given the change we've gone through in payroll as a result of COVID, there have been some significant changes that have had to be implemented extremely quickly. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I have to say, for those who haven't seen our website, there's a there's the famous saying, of course, by Einstein, which we're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different uh, result as the first side of madness, right? And I guess we have that approach as a recruiter. Like people have an idea of what recruitment is, but for me, every recruitment agency operates very, very differently. And the way that we do things, I think, is probably aligned with the way that you talked about it there. My next question was going to be about how has it really evolved? But I think you've answered part of that. But it sounded like the role of customer success that used to be that service providers and recruiters and sales teams are very much focused on attracting new clients all the time. You can't see on that hamster mm-hmm. wheel. And actually, there's been a slight change in thought that actually it's, it's it's equally, if not more important, that we retain our existing customers and we look after what we've already got before we jump headfirst into finding new ones. And I think that's where there's been a real shift. There's certainly been a shift from an HR perspective for uh, brands trying to, you know, they're, they're really focused on well-being and the retention of their top talent rather than always trying to find new talent. And it sounds like that's been a shift that's that's you know now find we're now finding that relevant in in the world of customer success as well. Absolutely, and I guess the best analogy is the leaking bucket. You've got the holes in the bottom of the bucket. You're piling that you know new business in the top of the bucket, but you're losing the existing business out of the bottom. And businesses have recognised, yeah, you know there is an opportunity here to retain and you know value clients so that potentially their spend can increase. And I think as part of the evolution of the success role, I think historically what I will say is that an account manager or a service delivery manager, you were always more reactive. The reality being that you responded yeah. to situations and issues with your customers as opposed to the eventual aims of the customer success manager, which is to be more proactive in the approach. And with the you know the advent of cloud-based systems and the analytics and reporting available, that potentially does give us that opportunity because with cloud-based systems, you can look at usage, you can look at adoption, and you can look at you know payroll accuracy as you know as a key driver. And these are all part of the toolkit that CSMs are now given. So that you know, I think the the shift is definitely there. Businesses are recognizing the value, but also you know the premise of of the role has changed as well to be more on the forefront as opposed to always being on the back front. 
And I guess that links into that partnership piece, which I, I know that we spoke off air. You said partnerships now. It's all about the, the, the true success of a, of a good customer success manager is all about the ability to develop that strong partnership, that strong relationship, which is mm-hmm. if you're taking that proactive approach, it's identifying where there are issues before they arise, not just reacting to them and saying, well, I'm really sorry that's happened. Let's try and you know resolve it. You're going, look, if we don't do something now, this is a potential thing that may happen let's get ahead of it Let, let's try and do x y and z to, to 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 you know to improve the ability and the efficiency of your of your function and if we go back to that retention piece mm-hmm. we all know that particularly in the world of sales that the best way to create new sales is to have great advocates selling your product for you as customers work with this supplier because they're great and that brings a lot more so that's again really gives kudos and power to the world of customer success and getting ahead of it. Tell us a little bit about how you go about building those partnerships, maybe problems you've you've, you've um, commonly encountered in the world of customer success where mm-hmm. you've been able to really improve that retention and that relationship as a result. Absolutely. And as you say, you know, I think fundamentally there has been a shift over the past decade at least. What I've experienced is customers are now looking for more than just a solution. So you may have the best solution out there, but if your service and your your value add is limited, customers are now looking at that. It's not just about the software. It's what you as a company can bring to the table to support this customer. Because you've got to bear in mind, especially in the world of payroll, you know, the customers are outsourcing, you know, a significant proportion of the processes yeah. in the in payroll to you as a provider and they need to be confident that you can deliver because it's all about being accurate it's all about being timely and that's where the shift is and you know they're looking for someone to partner with effectively because they almost see you as an extension of your their business you know the payroll function in particular and i think for me some of the best experiences and you know some of my biggest wins have been around encouraging that partnership in that relationship because fundamentally as as a customer success manager we are seeing sort of conducting the orchestra we don't necessarily yeah. process the payroll we don't do the changes we don't do the implementation but we do bring everyone together and we facilitate that engagement and i think for me some of the biggest and best wins i've had are around you know asking those questions around okay just because you've done it that way does that mean you continue to do it and companies need to bear in mind if they're going to a new, a new payroll provider that's an opportunity to look at what they're doing because payroll providers generally are good at what they do. They know what the best practice is and they know the best way to do things. So it's leveraging that experience to our customers and saying, look, you know, maybe you've done it this way historically, but there's an opportunity here to change, to improve. And the best example I can I can give you is I was working with a, an extremely large customer and the question was asked, look, if you could change five things in terms of the way we manage your payroll process and we come to you with five things we can change, what would that be? Now, customer being the customer, they came back with a list of 15. Yeah. Uh, we we came back with five. However, you know, the list itself was massive, but some of those were sort of marginal quick wins, which, you know, overall made a positive impact. But when the team's engaged and we, we sort of went through the process, although we didn't close down all the items, we did make a significant change to the payroll calendar. We managed to shave a day of their payroll processing, which, you know, given the size of the customer, is in excess of 20,000 employees, was a massive deal. And that was through the two teams talking to each other. And I'm a massive advocate, especially when we talk about payroll and managed service, is getting the people who actually do the payroll process talk to each other. They're the experts. They know it. They're the nuclear physicists. They know what they're talking about. And they're the people who will know what works and what doesn't. I think it's quite interesting just listening to your answer, Dan, because you talked earlier about how it used to be known as sort of service delivery. Now, I'm not saying this is necessarily true, but the the immediate sort of visual thing I think about when I think of of service delivery is transactional, of operational. Think of customer success and the way that you've positioned it there. That sounds a lot more strategic. And 
interestingly, as you say, you're not the person delivering the payroll, but you're there to be able to give strategic support. You're able to identify potential issues that were for improvement or efficiency improvements. And as you say, as a service provider, no matter who, which provider you are, if you're working in the world of payroll, all of your investment is geared towards delivering the best payroll service. And therefore, you can have a lot of expertise that you can leverage upon. We're seeing a massive shift in the world of payroll anyway, particularly with the payroll managers listening to this, where they've become less transactional with the world of automation and AI and things like that, and a lot more strategic as well. So are the partnerships that you're creating now, would you view them as strategic partnerships in terms of the, the way that you are delivering a service now? And have you seen a shift from transactional service delivery to strategic partnerships or is that just something that I'm am I getting that wrong in the way that I'm interpreting it no absolutely well when you consider the role of the CSM it's a strategic position anyway because fundamentally we're not, we're not processing the payroll we're yeah. there to support the customer with whatever their their goals and their objectives from a payroll processing perspective are over the tenure of that contract so fundamentally we're there to support that relationship we're there to make sure that we're delivering on it because ultimately you know there'll be SLAs involved and KPIs involved and we'll be there to make sure that that's happening. But fundamentally, the role is strategic in the sense that we're there to make sure that our customer stays with us, that they feel that they're getting that level of service they're contracted for, that value add. And fundamentally, when it comes to that renewal, they renew. Yeah, sure. So, you know, so it is a, it's a pseudo, I would say a pseudo strategic role, but fundamentally we're there to support from the operational perspective. The account manager deals with the commercial aspects and the contract renewals, etc. But by definition, the work a CSM does supports that activity. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. I'm a payroll manager. I'm listening to this and maybe I've got mm -hmm. it in-house and I'm going to go out. I'm going to outsource my payroll or whatever it might be. I'm going to use a service yep. provider. What are the key things you would say to the individual about if I'm on the fence, not quite sure what to do? And you went, well, if you do this, these are the core five ways, 15 ways, whatever it might be, that we <laughs> would support you as a payroll professional. What would those key things typically be? Well, I guess the biggest benefit when you're looking at using a payroll provider is fundamentally it's going to give you time back. So that's that time that you're processing the payroll that where you can look to develop those strategic plans. You know, what is it you're looking to achieve? Just because we do payroll doesn't mean we stand still. We're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. If you talk about the payroll landscape, let's be honest, that's changed rapidly probably over the course of Massively. two to three two to three years. Real-time payroll calculations? Yeah. Who'd have thought of that? Three hours to process, you know, calculate yeah. a payroll of 10,000 employees? God. And, you know, potentially the idea of on-demand pay. That's massively radical. During my time in payroll, I saw, you know, the move to real-time information and, um, pension also enrollment in the same year not necessarily the best idea by HMRC. i remember that as well yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was a fun year and that they were considered landmarks but in, you know in the space of the last two years well i'd say two to three years we're looking at some additional fundamental shifts which i think you know people need to understand and consider i think the idea of real-time pay is is massive i think you know that could really shake up the landscape so customers need to be thinking about this and when we talk about employee well-being financial well-being is one of those things 
And the idea of, you know, the on-demand pay is to, is to support people through what are going to be potentially hard times or have been hard times, let's be honest. So I think the biggest benefit of, pay, you know, using a payroll provider or a payroll service is it gives you that time back to devote, you know, to your strategic plans, what you want to achieve. And fundamentally, there's, you know, there's some major players out there that, you know, have excellent track, track records, innovative products. When I started in payroll, they were using a DOS-based system. Yeah. Now it's, it was great. It did what it said on the tin. But the next iteration was obviously a Windows-based system. Then you've now got a web-based system, but you're on web version 3.0 now with the advanced cloud, yeah, you know, cloud-based systems. Let's be honest, mobile, you know, doing payroll on a mobile phone. Who'd have thought we're getting that? paid in the metaverse at some point, Darren. I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's all going to change. So you know, this is an exciting time, and it's going to be a time of high change, and people need to be aware of that be able to position themselves accordingly to consider this because as you mentioned earlier it's about retaining employees and the best way to retain employees is make sure you get them paid on time and so accurately. Is, is do you think the let me just ask rephrase the question i was going to ask do you mm-hmm. think the pandemic has accelerated the buzzword of customer success because i don't i generally don't think i saw this title or this particular role being recruited for in 2019 as an example and yet we've mm. genuinely had so many of these positions come through from different providers it's been un, it's been unreal so from a recruitment perspective we're seeing this this space change we're yeah. seeing that software providers are clearly recognizing the importance and the proactive benefit that a strong customer success professional can have on their business and the you know the impact they can bring but do you think the pandemic has accelerated this buzz? Is it nothing to do with the pandemic? It's just uh, one of these times where everything's come together. Now, why is it Why is it such a buzzword now? And you know, it's, a, it's an interesting point. You're talking to someone who I used to work for General Electric back in the early noughties. Uh, and they were talking about NPS 10 years before anyone else was talking about NPS. And customer success is a similar thing. It's a, it's a US concept that's come over to the UK. And I think potentially the pandemic may have had an impact. And the reason I say that is when you think about it, customer success focuses on retention. And I'm sure probably over the last two years, companies have struggled, although surprisingly, probably not as much in payroll because we've still been doing what we're doing. Absolutely right. Um, Because everyone still needs paying. But fundamentally, I think companies have had to look that, you know, sales may be restricted. We need to focus on retaining our existing customers. So potentially that's that's where it's come from. But I think eventually, as most things from the US, it is starting to filter through to the UK. Uh, and companies are rebranding or creating these new positions. But fundamentally, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the focus is still the same. It's about that client retention, but it's it's raised it to the forefront, I think. When you first said uh, you were General Electric, I thought you were going to say that's where buzzword came from. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it could have done, it could have done. So look, if I'm listening to this, we're talking about different directions payroll managers can potentially take. Let's say you've hit your ceiling in payroll, you're ready for a new challenge, you're ready for a new change. How easy do you think it would be for someone to make that transition from a payroll management type background or operational transactional background into the world of customer success? Perhaps they're they're passionate about payroll, but really they're really passionate about service delivery, customer service, dealing with employees. Maybe they're coming from a bureau background, whatever it may be. How easy or challenging do you think that transition would be? I think at the end of the day, your your product knowledge is key. So you're talking to someone, as I say, 10 years ago, never knew what payroll was. Um, You've transitioned the other way. You've come into payroll from... Exactly. And that was over a period of 18 months I went through. Actually, I was originally supporting payroll. So I was technical support. So within the space of 18 months, I became an account manager. Now, that transition for me was the hardest because I was used to speaking to people on the telephone, actually going out and seeing these people face to face. That was a massive transition for me. But look, if you're experienced in payroll, you love what you do. I think that's that's got a, that's a key. And you know, 
you can speak to people, then you can you can be a CSM. From a progression perspective, you know, it should be part of a natural progression. Um, we discussed previously, you know, for people who do implementations in payroll, CSM potentially would be a natural progression as well. But if you're in payroll and you're passionate about what you do, you enjoy work, working with customers, then for me, that's that's the basis of any progression. And, it, you know, it's, it's a definite consideration for a future. And I'll speak from experience. It's a great job. You know, Fantastic. The low, you have the lows, but then the successes are, are even better. And the example I, I gave earlier, I actually um, sat in a room with, with the customer at the time. And, I, and, you know, I was, how can I say, very excited at the fact that we'd achieved so much, so much so that um, I think I made a yippee sound once. <laughs> um, which, let's be honest, is not is not professional, but fundamentally, that's how. how we did say everything comes over from the states, right? That's a. <laughs> well, this, is, this is it, but you know, it's, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, in particular, you love payroll, then there's no reason why. Fantastic. What What do you think then the future holds for payroll customer success? Do Do you see this this growing? Or is there another level above CSM where, which we're going to see starting to evolve? Well, I guess in answer to the first question, as you've mentioned, this is something that's that's appeared over the last two years. So it is yeah. growing. And fundamentally, businesses, as we've touched on, are recognizing the benefits around client retention, around you know those positive reviews, those NPS scores. Um, so from my perspective, the only way is up for customer success. And it will evolve, as I say, to me, previously, it was a service delivery manager. And prior to that, it was an account manager. It will continue to evolve. But as I mentioned, with the advent of the cloud-based systems, that gives us the opportunity as customer success managers to actually see how customers are doing. So it's not that you're sat in a room and all of a sudden the customer tells you this went wrong, this went wrong, and this went wrong. We potentially have those tools and that toolkit in front of us where we can see how how's the customer engaging with the system? How often are they using it? Are they raising a lot of support tickets? Are they asking a lot of questions? How accurate is pre and post payroll? You know, all these kind of things will, will be available to you as a CSM. So you can proactively start creating two, well, I'm going to say metrics within the system that will give you that view at any given one time. How healthy is that customer? And it gives you that edge. It doesn't necessarily take away, you know, that the aspect that there's going to be issues and you have to react to them. But at least you can health check your customers using those systems and those models to say, okay, they look healthy, so when I go into the next review, I can talk about this. I can say, I've seen you do this. And it enables you to have those conversations, and that's what it's about. And I guess for me, you know, whether it's a CSM, it's an account manager or a service delivery manager, it will never take away from that ability to have that conversation with the customer because that is the best indicator you're going to get. I, I love it. I mean, your passion for, for, for the work that you do is, is absolutely infectious. It comes across in spades, Darren. And interestingly, I think there is a misconception here that a lot of people think CSMs are sales-based positions, that they're commission-based. They're not. They're, that's not what these roles are about. So if people, someone does want to make that transition and they say, actually, I don't have any sales experience. These are not sales-based positions, right? These are customer, you know, uh, relationship, partnership-based roles. So what are the things within the role, last question really, that really keep you motivated, that really drives the passion that you're very evidently showing on today's show? You know, what is it that, that, that excites you so much about the role? Because it isn't commission-based. It is about the passion for delivering, as I understand it, an excellent, you know, and building excellent relationships with the customers. Yeah. And, you know, for me, as I mentioned, going out and speaking to people was probably the, the hardest thing I had to do. And then I suddenly realized I liked it. I enjoyed it. And it is, it's, you know, it's just having those conversations, whether they're positive or negative, 
for me, it was all about just engaging with people and being able to, to talk about the plans. You know, what is what are they looking to achieve? How can we support them fundamentally? And you're right. You know, let's be honest. You've you've seen you've said earlier, customer success has suddenly become this buzzword. Every every other role out there is customer success role. Whereas in reality, it's not a sales role. It's not an implementation role. It is a relationship management role, and you can only support that relationship with the support of the teams that you work with. So whether that's the payroll managed team, the implementation teams, the consultancy teams, you know, sales teams and your legal teams, if, if yeah. required, you know, you're facilitating all these teams. And to me, that's, that's, you know, that's quite a key role within any business. And I think for me, what I enjoy the most is a facilitating that engagement and just trying to bring them that seamless experience. Because at the end of the day, every customer doesn't want to see that you've had to engage with this department and this department. They just want their, a solution to whatever their question is, delivering and delivering, you know, succinctly and timely. It sounds so, hugely collaborative. And one thing you mentioned, yeah. Julian, just just in case it, people missed it or they're not familiar with what it is, you mentioned, you know, we're always looking at trying to improve our NPS scores. And I know that if I was in the role that you're working down, this is something that would motivate me. I would try to want to improve that NPS score. But for those that aren't familiar with what NPS scores are. Perhaps you could just uh, enlighten the audience. Yeah, NPS is is one of those American, um, how can I say, American thoughts, processes that, that came on. As I say, I was dealing with it back in the noughties. Do I think it works for a UK audience? I'll be honest, you know, the jury's still out because fundamentally we're more reserved than the US, I like to think, even though I do the occasional UP. Um, but realistically, it's a scoring mechanism where you will ask your customer, okay, based on the service you've received, how would you score? And it's a score between one and 10. If you get a nine or a 10, that's great. You're a promoter. If you get anything that is between an eight and I think a three, you're passive. And anything a one, two, you're a detractor. And the idea is you take the number of promoters, the number of detractors even, that gives you a percentage score or a, a net promoter score. But you do discount a massive part of your yeah. audience. And I do think from a UK perspective, maybe we could nudge it down to an eight as a promoter as well, because that's still a good score in the UK. Um, but that is the primary mechanism of measurement. Yeah. And as I say, you know, you've obviously got the other engagement and surveys that you can do with your sure. customers or customer satisfaction, depending on the model you use. But NPS tends to be at the forefront. Now, sometimes no, and in the UK, I think, as it, as it sort of builds in its popularity, is ENPS, which is the Employer Net Promoter Score as well. Which exactly. Is, you know, yeah. yeah, and that, again, is, is something companies are looking to adopt to gauge, you know, employer health and well-being. Um, but as I say, the jury's still out for me on NPS, but I do think at the end of the day, asking the question to the customer is probably the truest reflection yeah, you've looked no, at. I couldn't agree more. Well, it's been a fascinating uh, trip around uh, the world of customer success, certainly relatively new to me as, as we're starting to recruit for it. So it's great for my own understanding. I hope it's been brilliant for those listening as they understand a new pathway that's opened up to the world of payroll. And if, if people want to take that transition or make that change, it's open to those, as you say, those with implementation type backgrounds, good payroll customer service backgrounds, are all potential um, future CSM experts like yourself. Entering the vault. We're going to quickly open the vault, Darren. I appreciate that uh, you don't come from a payroll processing background, but I still think they're relevant. I'm going to ask some quick, short, sharp questions. So one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now, albeit from your perspective? Just be open to new opportunities. I think fundamentally, you know, payroll, we are a niche industry, I would say. Um, there's, there's the old saying, you know, there's one degree of separation in payroll. You know someone who knows someone in payroll. Yep. Um, but stick with it. Absolutely. I think, you know, payroll will continue to evolve. And as I, as I say, it continues to evolve every year. Don't give up. <laughs> stick with it. Take the highs and the lows. 
Love that. And I, I love it because similar to myself, neither of us post as payroll, but we absolutely view ourselves as payroll professionals, albeit you know, within the industry, payroll yeah. industry professionals, for sure. Definitely, yeah, definitely an advocate, at least. Yeah, for sure. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with just mm. one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? I think real-time pay is, you know, without a doubt, the big one. Let's be honest. I, You know, when I was in payroll, it was, here's your payroll timetable. You had to stick with it. You couldn't move. But I think real-time payroll calculations, which companies are starting to bring to the forefront, is is a massive thing. The ability to calculate any given time during that, that payroll cycle, when your payroll is due, uh, what your payroll will be. Is, is a massive piece of um, functionality that I think is going to see some significant shifts in the, the old-fashioned concepts of the payroll timetable. And, in, and then that will link into, you know, pay on demand almost. Super. Knowing what you know now, what mm-hmm. advice would you give a younger Darren Richard starting out on the world of work? Um, get into payroll sooner. Yeah, nice. It's seriously, I, I just think it's such a niche industry that, you know, I'm going to be honest, a lot a lot of the people I've worked with historically, we kind of fell into it. We're in other customer service roles, and by definition, we kind of got this opportunity. But I think, you know, if I'd been in payroll a lot earlier, I'm sure I'd have made a more significant impact than I had today. Um, I just think the opportunities within it would have been so much more. But it was, a, it was an eye-opening experience. As I say, the first six months learning the basic fundamentals of payroll was in its own right eye-opening. But I just think if I had done this 10 years earlier, maybe I'd have been on a podcast sooner. Yeah, well, I love that response. I'm sure others will as well. And look out for a bit of a... Uh... Uh, I guess a power play that we're going to be delivering, which is choose payroll as a hashtag. Look that coming out. We're going to be really promoting that. As you say, everyone tended to fall into it. And I I get that, you know, years gone by, but now I think it's such a great career for people that have so many different pathways that we actually should be able now to sit down and go, actually, I choose payroll. I want payroll. Let's get people coming into that industry, choosing it proactively, positively, and really help raise that profile. So that was a brilliant response, Dan. So thanks for that. Uh, Last question in the vault before we jump into the links is, if you were a song... (laughs) <laughs> or payroll was a song should i say what would it be and why for some reason it's just jumped into my head and it's uh i can see clearly now the rain has gone ah, nice because it, it kind of reminds me of the payroll cycle let's be honest you start the month everything is quiet and calm and everything's going and then it comes to the week before payroll is due and everything goes nuts i guess is the best love analogy. that brilliant but then brilliant. it passes it then it passes and the cycle begins again. And that just, for some reason, jumped into my head. That uh, was a quick response as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. I should have said a film made, baby, with all the Star Wars memorabilia in the background. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. It's a brilliant response. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today, Darren. If you want to find out more about yourself, I will include your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So do come straight through to that. There'll also be a link to Staff Circle for those interested. And just to reiterate, if you want to find out more about Staff Circle, go to staffcircle.com. They're an employee experience platform that connects performance management, engagement, and culture in one unified solution. You can also contact Darren to find out more about that platform as well if you're interested in that. And of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this podcast and you want to have some support with a particularly difficult payroll hiring requirement or recruitment need, please do give myself or any of my team a call. You can find our details in the show notes as well. It's jgarecruitment.com. We'd love to hear from you and my fantastic team will definitely be able to support you. Uh, Otherwise, just leaves me a huge uh, thank you to all of my listeners and a huge thank you to Darren today for joining me on the payroll podcast. It's been a great show. Thank you. And to all those customer success managers out there you're doing a great job fantastic thanks Darren thank you so much for tuning into the payroll podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment if you need help with a current payroll vacancy then please get in touch with Nick and his team all contact details can be found in the episode notes in the meantime to make sure you never miss a future episode 
please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.